how you do. <laughs> I was gonna do uh, the Jenna Marbles intro and be like, welcome back to Educate Me, Papa. With Sam and Haley. Who are you? You tell me who I am. Don't make me go through an existential crisis right now. <laughs> I have been through too much today to go through an existential crisis. <clears throat> oh. Oh no. Haley's dying. Yeah, I'm Haley. I'm dying. And that's Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and I am very much alive. <laughs> yeah. For anybody who cares, uh, I... <laughs> I uh, I talked about last week how I was worried I was going to pull a chest muscle, and guess what? I did, and I am dying. Pray for me, because Sam always makes me laugh, and laughing hurts. So, I'm dedicated to this show and to this friendship. <laughs> yes, I just want to give a shout-out, because, like, Haley's the most dedicated. I had a rough day today, and she was just ready to go. It is... We live on opposite coasts. It's like 5.50 where Haley is. It's 8.50 where I am. Normally we record at like 6.30 or 7. We are delayed. She put up with me. She's going through pain for us. Me specifically. Um, as she should. And as she, should. she also is just ready to go all the time. Researching. Doing stuff. I was telling Sam. Um, I don't know if anybody else has really dealt with a pulled chest muscle. I didn't even know it could happen until the first time it happened to me. And it feels like there's a a razor right behind my right boob and every time I move or laugh or cough it moves a little that sounds horrible and I'm going to try my hardest not to be too funny but you know when you have it you have it and I just can't and the thing is is like I have ADHD I'm on meds for it but by the time we record most of them are out of my system so the brain is just charging yeah. along I'm fully prepared for pain <laughs> I'm okay, into that well. shit. <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll um it'll we'll have like a like a company in our own like recording name and all that shit and you'll just have really good insurance so we can get you some drugs. Oh god, please. <laughs> <laughs> Not the drugs. I I just mean insur I need health insurance. <laughs> oh please, drugs. <laughs> <laughs> See guys, there I go. Already. Oh, and also I might say guys, I might say y'all. I'm not Southern. I'm trying to be very inclusive. To me, guys is an all-inclusive term, and it's not gendered. I hope everyone agrees. If you don't, let me know. Send us an email. No, I, I just wanted to agree. put that out there. I, okay. I say hey guys to like anybody. Right. So. And I try to use folks too because it's a really fun word. But sometimes I say it weird and it just doesn't come out right. But we try and folks. Hey y'all. <laughs> hey y'all. What's up? <laughs> So but. what are you educating me on this week? Well, didn't you have something you wanted to say first? Oh, yes. So as a little callback to last week, I got a message from Austin, who is our friend from back in high school and a few years after that before. I think he moved to Utah, didn't he? Or Arizona. He messaged me and he said, in the episode, I said that the rumor that the Munchkin actor committed suicide on set wasn't true because they said it was a bird. And he messaged me and said, I think the Munchkin hanging themselves can be seen. I swear they're just saying it didn't happen as a cover-up. It's edited out in newer versions, but I had one of the OG VHS tapes growing up and swear to God you could see it. My mom would always point it out. So maybe it is a cover-up. I honestly wouldn't be that surprised. Because the film industry seemed extremely toxic back then, and and still is, and would cover something like that up. So, I just wanted to put that out there. Right, like, setting people on fire, and, like, poisoning people, and just torturing them in general was, like, one thing. Like, oh, whatever, if that gets out, like, that's just it. But if someone dies, I guess that's a bit more of a scandal, so... Yeah. And also, like, like I touched on a little bit with the, the payments on how you said um, the munchkins were paid less than Toto the dog. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't have much regard for them as human beings because they were different, so they probably yeah. didn't care that much that one of them died. But if that is the truly truth, RIP to that munchkin, um, and sorry that you all I went through we that, but sorry name. that you... Yeah. Right. Sorry that you had to end up completing suicide over that. So, yeah. And I also want to, like, say... I, I might end up cutting this part out, but I've just been, like, really 
really surprised by the people who are listening. Not that I didn't think a lot of people would, but like people I haven't seen or like really spoken to that much in the past, since high school. I've had people reach out like Austin. I haven't seen mm -hmm. him since 2012. I don't, maybe even before that. I forget when he moved, but it just means a lot that like he's listening and um, Kayla and just like my aunt Michelle is listening, which uh, it's just so appreciated. So <laughs> it is. And it's just fantastic that we have people to support us. And I hope, you know, of course, a goal of a podcast is always for as many people to listen as possible. But if we keep having people we know and like listening and they can get it to like-minded people, that's wonderful. And I have a bunch of people that are listening and family members and friends who are sharing our stuff on Facebook and yeah. Instagram and for something that we just started and that is still so small. All of this is so appreciated, you know, and as people who always want to be educated, Papa, um, <laughs> anything that you want to share that you think we could do better on or that you want more of or if we're saying things incorrectly or we need yeah. to be checked on things like I know I speak for both of us that we always want that because we want to do the best that we can for ourselves and for other people, but also while having fun. Yeah, we want to educate you, but we also want you to educate us, Papas. So. Yes. Oh, and by the way, did we come up with a name for our Papas? Our listeners? It, didn't we say it was Poppies? Like, Poppies. Poppies. <laughs> yes. You are all our little Poppies, and I imagine you not only as little old men, but also little flowers with faces. We love you and we appreciate every single one of you. <laughs> it's it's amazing and we sincerely appreciate it and we're here for the ride. Yeah. So, right, so... after that little spiel, friends, yeah. uh, just a little bit of thinking and, and thinking and <laughs> thinking and thinking. <laughs> Anyways. What are you educating me on, Papa? So today I will be educating you and the poppies on the history of tarot and just some other little fun facts and some current knowledge of tarot. Okay. I don't really All know right. that much about it. I like really appreciate the people that, you know, put a lot of research into it and like, like know what every card means. I, I think it's beautiful, but I don't, I know nothing about it. So I'm excited. Yeah. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I love tarot and I have been a fan of it for a long time. Um, my grandma had a tarot deck and she's really into it too. And actually she told me a story recently that she wanted to do a tarot reading one day and she made her own deck because you'll find out that tarot decks are actually based off of, or, or not based off of, but are very similar to playing cards. So she mm -hmm. made her own and did like a reading and all of the things that she read did end up happening, um, even though they were a bit confusing. And mm -hmm. she's very open to that. And then I've had friends and I've, I've always <laughs> been into the occult and mystic and I consider myself a bit of a witch, not like a practicing one, but I love crystals and anything to do with the divine and the mystic. So mm -hmm. this was a, this is a topic very near and dear to my heart and to learn more about it is amazing, especially in learning how to read. Um, I mostly do readings for myself and then random other people. Um, I don't think I ever would want to be like a tarot reader um, or that I have like the gift. <laughs> for it. Sorry. <laughs> You're okay. Or that I necessarily like have the gift for it, but I, I watch so many people. Um, one of my favorites on TikTok is which bitch is which, but it's all we can uh, share her if we want. She does a lot of like general readings or donation readings over TikTok and yeah, I her can put it vibe in the, in the show notes. Yeah. And her vibe and her general, just like, like natural ability at it is, is beautiful. And I also have this thing where it's very, um, pleasing to me to shuffle cards and to watch people I shuffle agree. cards. So yeah, yeah, that's, I think it's cause my dad taught me how to play poker with like, um, Hershey kisses or something when I was really young and he always let me shuffle the cards. <laughs> so, and I feel like the shuffling can be a big part of it. Um, as well when you're doing a reading to make sure that you're shuffling as much as needed and stopping when needed, but yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> let's get down to business to defeat. The Huns. Don't sue us, Disney. Um, 
So tarot cards started as a traditional card game, almost like like a pack of playing cards with 10 numbered cards and four face cards for a full deck of 56. So that math didn't quite add up. So I had to think about that. So 10 numbered cards for and four face cards, meaning 10 numbered cards for each face card. Okay. Um, and the, the original game was full of deeply Christian symbols, which I find is really funny and kind yeah, of ironic funny. as it has been adopted, um, you know, by the occult and witches and you yeah. know, mystics and such. But I also did find um, my aunt was in town and we were going to all go go to let's start that over. My aunt was in town <laughs> and she wanted to go to Lilydale so we could all have readings, not necessarily tarot readings, but um, more like other side readings and connections and mm-hmm. a lot of the people who we researched were very christian and did a lot of their practicing in like god or different types of gods um more closely associated with christianity which i was very mm-hmm. surprised um but i just want to say everything we do is rooted in rich witchcraft to quote lmt Ladies and tangents, we love you. <laughs> we do, and we will always shout you out, and I will yes. always shout out my favorite podcast, whether that's dorky or cliche or whatever. But, um, so there are a lot of words in here that I tried to look up pronunciations for as best as I could. There's actually um, a bit of a debate because you know tarot is spelled T A R O T. It's not tarot, anything like that. It's pronounced tarot or tarot. And I've heard both, and I think both are widely accepted. Um, the word tarot is derived from the Italian tarocci, which is the word for playing card decks for different trick-taking games. Ooh. Yes. So it um, it's derived from Italian. And the earliest references to tarot date to the 1440s and 1450s in Italy, where people can still be seen playing the original version. So Italian people still play the original version. I didn't expect it to be that far back. That's wild. Yep. Um, And it's likely that it had begun evolving earlier in the century, around the 1420s, but took time to develop into a full game like it Mm -hmm. became to be. Or came to be, excuse me. The original tarot was known as a game of trick-taking, and even though there are many minor variations, the rules of the game have likely not seen much change since the 15th century. Um, trump so cards. Which, it started oh, as ahead. a, sorry, it, so I don't really see, is it still considered a game or is it, or are you going to get into so, that? So we'll get into it a little bit, but I, I'll let you know that some places still consider it a, a card game. Um, okay. and it can, you know, it would be found with games and stuff at stores, but it's more considered a, a practice now or a tool for different practices, but uh-huh. it can, it can still be a game. Um, I don't, I didn't get too many details about how the game is actually played. Cause I didn't want to bore people with like listing out rules of a, an yeah. ancient card game. True. Um, in the, in the deck, there are Trump cards, which are now known as the major arcana. And they were thought to have been invented in Europe, but not necessarily in Italy. The first trump card game seems to have originated in Germany in the 1940s with a game known as Carnival. Um, probably not pronouncing that right. I did look it up, but I have a hard time. Um, and in this version, a suit of trump cards could only beat cards of a lower rank within that same suit. So if you think of a card game um, today, you have hearts, spades, diamonds, and clubs. So a club of kings couldn't beat a jack of spades, it would only be able to beat another club. And that's kind of how it was, even though it wasn't known as clubs or all that stuff. Yeah. Um, Carnuffle and tarot developed independently, but the the idea of trump cards connected them and influenced them both. There are three luxury tarot decks from the mid-15th century that have survived the test of time and are preserved at different locations. Because the earliest tarot cards were hand-painted, the number of decks overall was thought to be small, so to have three partial surviving decks is somewhat of a feat. That's cool that they were hand-painted. Oh, and they're beautiful. I will have some artwork to post, um, and I'll probably show you before. They're absolutely gorgeous, um, and they can be seen um, in one of the articles that I use that we will reference in the notes. It is from the, let's see, the the Met Museum of Art. Okay. 
So the first deck of the three luxury tarot decks is thought to have been made for the last Duke of Milan, Filippo Maria Visconti, and is, as such, is named the Visconti Tarot. The surviving 69 <laughs> cards, <laughs> I put, I put, <laughs> I put hee hee in parentheses, um, <laughs> are preserved at Yale University. Which I think okay. is really cool because, like, it's such a prestigious school, but also, like, the fact that colleges specifically have people who study these things and have, like, this article was written by a, a, a person who studies tarot and other things like it specifically. So, really yeah. good information. Yeah. Um, The second deck is thought to have been made for a mercenary commander named Francesco Sfarza who served in Milan and Venice. He married Duke Visconti's only child, and then the deck was thus named the Visconti Sfarza Tarot. What is left of this deck is divided between two locations. There are 26 cards at the Museum of Bergamo in Italy, and 35 cards at the Morgan Library and Museum in New York. So which I think we, is cool. When are we gonna uh, go? Because I want to see these. ASAP, you gotta come here first, because um, I think both are actually closer to this coast. Yeah. I mean, obviously the one in New York is because I'm literally in New York, but to fly to Europe is quicker from New York. So. All right, yeah. deal. But I, in a way, I think it's kind of sad that they were divided. And I'm also like, has anything bad ever yeah. happened at these places? Why were but they divided? Do you know? I I don't know. I didn't really find anything about why, just that they were. Um, I'm mm -hmm. assuming for, like, they, they do that and they move things around at different museums and stuff too, which I think is crazy because, like. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen National Treasure? Danger. <laughs> you don't want Nick Cage in, in your life. <laughs> no, no, especially not as Batman, but we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> and then there's the third deck known as the Brambia deck who that was also made for Visconti. And this can be found at Pinacoteca di Brera in Milan. I said that with a weird accent, probably Spanish, which is not Italian, but... I learned Spanish, not Italian. Um, <laughs> I think it's uh, really crazy that all three of these decks were made for the same person. And I guess he was really special. So whatever. Um, <laughs> all three decks are attributed to the workshop of the Milan court, court painter Bonifacio Bembo. And I really like his name. Their name. Bonifacio Bembo. Bembo. Like yes, exactly. Sounds like bimbo. <laughs> yes, it also sounds like someone that um, Lizzie McGuire would have met in the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> yep. Bonificio bimbo. Um, and there was, and then, um, blah, 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 blah. There I'm was also an, ex <laughs> there was also an expanded deck called Minciate, which is earliest mentioned in 1506 in Florence, France. This de nope, Florence, Italy, just kidding. Um, I got carried away with my fuzz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this deck was 97 cards and includes astrological symbols and the four elements along with the traditional tarot motifs. Ooh, I want to see that one. Yes, and I that will be on um, one of at least one of the sources that I have. And then there were other cards um, and suited decks for different languages and countries, such as Spanish, French, Portuguese, and German. Okay. Yes. In the two centuries following, tarot took on other meanings as it drew inspiration from Egyptian mythology and Egyptian priests, which I also think is interesting because we're continuing with that idea of religion. Yeah. And in the mid-1700s, it was adopted by those who participated in divination and the occult. It's so cool that it's been, like, all over, basically. Right. And I also, you know? when I was doing this, I was thinking it didn't come from a white country. Uh -huh. But it did, which I think is interesting, too, because a lot of, like, the cooler things came from different, you know, indigenous yeah. folks that were not white. <laughs> yeah. But I guess we did one good thing. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> Win one for the whites. Uh. Um. <laughs> and then tarot was first said to be used for cartomancy, the practice of fortune telling or divination, using a deck of cards in 1750. Um, and then in... I don't have the year. And and then an in-depth analysis of the now 78-card deck made up of 56 suited cards and 22 major arcana cards, formerly known as trump cards, was published in France by Antoine, Antoine 
Court de Geblin. This is also thought to have started the rise of tarot in the world of magic and fate reading. By the 20th century, the popularity of tarot had fallen to decline. Popularity, especially in Europe, has picked up since then. And French tarot is now the second most popular card game in France. Ooh. So I guess in France currently they still play it as a card game, but I assume they probably also use it for divination. Do you have a like a like a source that has all the rules? Because, you know, some people might be interested to know what they are. So you don't have to like go through them, but you know. I don't, but I there was enough references in the sources I do have that I'm sure I can find one and we can add okay. like a specific um thing in the notes for it. So that's a little bit about the background. And then today, most tarot decks revolve around the Rider weight tarot deck symbolism and art style. I have a Rider weight in my hand right now. Um, and we'll post a picture of that as well. And the Rider weight deck is one of the most popular decks in today's tarot practice, created by an academic, A.E. Waite, and a mystic, Pamela Coleman-Smith, both of whom were members of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. The deck was published by the Rider Company in 1909. Um, this is also known as the Waite Smith deck to a tribute to Pamela, which I think we should say more because, um, to Waite and Pamela, so which we should say more because they're the creators and it was published by the Rider Company, but it wasn't created by them. So just yeah. a little shout out there. Um, and while the images on the cards may be seen as simple, there's symbolism embedded in the backgrounds of them. So I don't know if you've ever, you've looked at tarot cards and I, yeah. I don't know who's listening if you have, but the, the forefront of the picture is normally just a person doing something, but everything around it has a symbolism or a meaning or gives a bigger meaning to the card itself. Um, Christian imagery was removed from a lot of them, but was added back to some others and, the symbols and imagery were influenced by the 19th century magician and occultist Eliphas Levi and by the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Um, I had never heard of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn before this, so I might do more about that. If I'm being honest, it kind of sounds like a cult. Very much so, which also made me very nervous, um, yeah. thinking about the fact that I love tarot so much. But, <laughs> I mean, we didn't, no one knew about cults back then. They were yeah. in them, for sure, but yeah. I would like to learn more about it. So I'm putting it on my list, literally as we speak, because <laughs> I also I, I'm, I'm going to talk about cults at some point, So because yes. they are of fascinating course. to me. It's a little side thing, but yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely, and th there's so many of them, and I keep hearing about more or about different things, and I'm like, that sounds like a cult, and it's, it hasn't necessarily been studied. I don't know why this reminded me of this, but did you... You heard about the Lori Vallow case? No. Really? She's the woman who... Um, she met this guy named Chad Daybell, who was like a, like a doomsday prepper. And she started following him, and then she ended up... Um, her kids went missing, and she said she knew where they were, but didn't produce them. And it, then they found their bodies. And she just, like, today, I think she just got found guilty for their murder and a few other things. So, oh thank God. God, rotten hell, Lori Vallow. <laughs> and Doomsday Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, we definitely, I definitely need to hear more about that, especially now that it's, she's been convicted. Yeah, it's a crazy case. And I feel really bad for, um, oh, shit, what are the, her son's name was J.J., and yeah, um, what was the daughter's name? I feel like it was Kylie. Hold on. I just want to say it because they deserve to have their name said. Right. And of course, when you said JJ, I was like, my little dog, JJ. I know. Sorry for like tangenting. Never my be sorry. That is who we are. Oh, it's Tylee. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Thank God so, she was found guilty. <laughs> yes. Thank God. Yeah. And... Thank God I just learned about the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, although the name's pretty sick. Yeah, it is. I will Band say. name. <laughs> yes. Damn. Okay, so we're going to get into more about tarot as we know it today. Um, and as noted, tarot is made up of 78 cards, and the cards are divided into two flat flashifications, classifications, <laughs> the major arcana and the minor arcana. 
Um, the major arcana have been suggested to represent stages of life and an initiatory sequence used to establish a path of spiritual evolution. So basically more of information on how to get onto the spiritual path that you want to be on. Mm -hmm. Um, the major arcana is made up of the following cards, each of which have a unique meaning and symbolism in I'm not going to go into everyone because this would be forever long, especially with yeah. all the different interpretations. But in the order which they're numbered in the tarot deck, here they are. Um, it doesn't start with one. It starts with zero, which is the fool. Then we go the magician, the high priestess, the emperor, the hierophant, the lovers, the chariot, strength, the hermit, wheel of fortune, justice, the hanged man, death, temperance, the devil, the tower, the star, the moon, the sun, judgment, and the world. Um, in some countries, when it was first being developed, the world was one of the cards, and it was actually known to be, like, the highest trump card. Mm -hmm. And then the minor arcana are the suit cards in tarot, representing relatively, quote-unquote, mundane features of life, such as... Um, I'm sorry, each suit has a distinctive characteristic, and each card within the suit has an individual meaning. So for the characteristics, there is the suit of wands. So the wand is what makes up their characteristic, and the wands are also known as batons, clubs, clubs or staves. The element of wands is fire. Wands relate to the class of artisans, and it is associated with the with creativity and will. So if you were to pull one, those are things that you are to draw from or to think of when you are interpreting that card. Okay. And then in the classic 52-card deck we know today for poker and other such games, the suit of wands is associated with the suit of clubs. Um, it's more spiritual and is used to illustrate the energy of movement, growth, and new beginnings. Wands represent ideas and innovation, and they're often related to your career or your sense of purpose in the world, but they can deliver strong love messages too. So with mm -hmm. tarot, of course, there's different readings you can do, and I'll go more into that, but they would say that the suit of wands would be about love if you were doing a love reading. Mm -hmm. Then we have the suit of pentacles, also known as coins, discs, or rings. The element is earth, and they relate to the class of merchants. And they're associated with material body or possessions. In the classic 52 deck we know, they're associated with the suit of diamonds. And it pertains to things in the material and physical world. Pen I gotta slow down. Pentacle cards. Pentacle cards often indicate money matters, career and success. But they also can indicate levels of emotional and spiritual prosperity too. So not only... That's that's why it's so crazy to me that people know so much, like, about what each card means because so much thought goes into each one. And, like, mm -hmm. my memory is absolute trash. I don't think I would ever mm -hmm. be able to know all of this. So if you know, you know, even anything about tar tarot, like, like, hats off to you. I admire you. So, yeah. Completely agree because <laughs> I do use the books that come with the decks or the internet every time I do a reading. And... Although once I understand it, I can definitely interpret well once I remember what it's about remembering it off the top of my head, especially when each suit has a meaning, but then each card within the suit has its own meaning as well. It's, yeah. it's tons. It's crazy. And, and again, it's all related to what you're asking of the cards and it, oh wow, it's, it's immense how much knowledge you have to have. Yeah. Or in, Yeah. And then there's the suit of cups, which is also known as chalices, goblets, or vessels. The cup element is water. It relates to the class of clergy and is associated with emotions and love. Being such that it's associated with emotions and love, if you were to look at a classic deck of cards, you would see hearts as cups. The suit of hearts is connected to our emotions and to our relationships and also matters of the soul. Cups cards can reveal how we truly feel and how others truly feel about us. They also speak of our emotional well-being. So again, mm -hmm. the dichotomy, not necessarily dichotomy, the duality of these cards being about external and internal really is just amazing. And yeah. that the symbolism can do with both separately and simultaneously. Yeah. And finally, the suit of swords, also known as blades. Doesn't get any more special names, I guess you can't. I mean, we could do knives or something like that, but it's not as cool as swords or blades. 
Um, the element is air. It is in relation to nobility and military and is associated with reason. It is um, associated, I keep saying associated, I apologize. It, ha uh, it is related to spades in a classic deck and most of the cards are associated with conflict and strife, which can refer to internal conflict as well. Swords cut to the heart of a matter, revealing our greatest challenges. They can tell of illness, heartbreak, war, loss, and death, but they can also reveal truths we need to face in order to move forward, which is ultimately a positive thing. Mm -hmm. I remember Madison so, did, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but um, I remember like years ago when I was still living in Florida, um, Madison did a reading for me like right in the middle of like one of the worst depressive episodes I've ever had in my life. And it all like it fit completely. And I, mm -hmm. you know, it was just yeah. crazy. So, and a lot of people might say that it, you made it fit for your situation. And maybe that's true. Um, I went I into placebo... it being like really, really skeptical about it. But the more she went into it, the more I believed it. So, right. And I think there's a healthy dose of skepticism you have to take with anything, but, and placebo is a very powerful effect. Yeah. But for me and what I believe, I really do think that we're connected to the universe and that mm -hmm. when you are concentrating and really trying to get a good reading and open to what the messages, the card to the messages that the cards want to send you, you're going to hear what you need whether or not you wanted to hear it. And I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people too, is that yeah. tarot is going to call you the fuck out. Definitely. Like I cannot tell you how many times I've been called out by my own cards or even if I'm just watching a live <coughs> on TikTok or whatever, yeah. and they're doing a general reading or being like, Hey, who does this relate to? It calls me out. And I'm like, just because even if I'm simply this, like a little bit in tuned with what's going on, it's mm -hmm. all about being in tune and being open. Yeah. So each suit is numbered from ace, which is one to 10, and then continues to page, knight, queen, and king. In addition to elements, classes, and feelings, and slash faculties, the order of the golden dawn associates the numbers of the cards with planets corresponding to their place in Kabbalah, an esoteric method, discipline, and school of thought in Jewish mysticism, which I think is incredibly interesting because I didn't even know Jewish mysticism was a thing. Yeah. So the fact that it went, came from Christianity, went on to like Egyptian priests, also went to other schools of thoughts, and then the people who created it were part of this society or this order that drew from Jewish mysticism. Yeah, that's weird. Which that's then also if I can go into depth a little bit here, makes me think, you know, if if you look at the religion of Islam or being Muslim, their God, Allah, is just refers to God. It's not like one God. It's all gods. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not, that's not a 100% good definition of it. But basically they're looking at it as like everyone is connected under Allah, who is that yeah. God, instead of like Christianity believes Jesus and God. Jewish people don't necessarily believe in Jesus, but they believe in God, all these different mm -hmm. things. Well, if this is all connected and then came back to the occult and divination, why should I not believe that we are all connected no matter what you call it? God, the universe, a yeah. spirit, whatever it, it, we're all connected. Yeah, I agree. So with each of the numbers, which I think this is a funny list cause it skips, um, one and two. But um, threes are associated, so they're all associated with um, planets according to uh, their placement in Kabbalah. Threes are Saturn, fours are Jupiter, fives are Mars, sixes are the Sun, sevens are Venus, eights are Mercury, nines are Moon, and tens are Earth. So when you read tarot, you can go into multiple different levels of it, and because a lot of it originated in astrology. Having it related to the planets makes a lot of sense. And especially when you look at astrology, which I also will, will do deep dive on planets rule different houses in your chart, which rule kind of how you are as a person. And it is said to also kind of rule how your life path goes because different planets are at different houses and different points in your chart during your life. Mm -hmm. So, 
Um, let's get a little bit more into how you read tarot. So when you read tarot, you can do, you know, just pull a few cards, pull a single card, whatever. But a, a common practice is tarot spreads. And this is when tarot cards are shuffled and laid out in any number of spreads. And there are countless numbers that you can choose to, depending on what type of question you want to ask and how many cards you wish to draw. If you want to start out very simply, you can just draw one card about a specific person or situation. Um, this is actually a really good way to learn. I um, actually have a deck. Chloe got me this deck called Modern Witch Tarot, which is actually super cute. And I'm going to post about it as well because it oh, is, is focused on... Um, people of color you can assume from the imagery that a lot of the people are also not necessarily in the gender non or in the gender binary or aren't necessarily ascribed to you know heterosexuality which i yeah. i really enjoy that it's inclusive. opening that up inclusive mm -hmm. um but with it chloe got me a journal to study the cards so sometimes i'll just pull a card and then look up the meanings and kind of learn how to inter interpret it to put it in the journal for later I wish I had the attention span for that because I think all that is so, like, it's so beautiful and, like, it could be so rewarding. Mm hmm But every journal I've ever bought, I write in the first two pages and then I forget it exists. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say the journal's not very full and I go through spurts and I just, I love looking yeah. at tarot decks too. So people give them to me and I'm like, yes, I got a cat tarot <laughs> deck from Megan for Christmas. And then for my birthday, Chloe got me Hocus Pocus tarot. So, oh, and while they all generally have the same meanings, I'm only studying this deck with that book just to, because they came together. So, yeah. um, I think you could get into it if you just did like one card and didn't make it like one card a day or anything like that. Just whenever you feel like it, oh, I'm going to study this card. Or if you hyperfixate, I'm going to study 10 cards, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I could try. I think... I've never, I've never owned my own deck. So maybe I should get a deck and just give it a shot. Well, supposedly, I've I've heard that they say that it's best to have your first deck gifted to you or oh, really? your decks in general gifted to you. I don't necessarily believe that 100%, but maybe I'll gift you a deck. Gift me a deck, Papa. <laughs> deck me, Papa. De deck me, Papa. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I knew we were on the same path with that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's the oh episode my God. name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we always get there. I'm so proud. <laughs> so each position in a tarot spread has its own significant meaning, just as every card has its own meaning. For example, a, um, a classic spread is made up of positions for past, present, and future, and or for possible outcome. So it's important to pay attention to the position in which the card turns up. When you're reading tarot, it's very much interpretive. And as I said, while each suit and card has a generalized meaning or association, the message you receive will be based upon your why for having um, have had the reading or doing the reading yourself. Mm -hmm. um, some things to ask are, what do the cards make you think or feel of when you read them? What, mm -hmm. what symbolism do you pull from reading that card? When you look up the general meaning, so a lot of the time if you look things up on the internet and you find like, the, a few meanings are like anger and sadness and all these different things. What are you drawing that from, from your question and also from what you're currently going through? Mm -hmm. You also need to make sure that when you're asking the question, it's, or it doesn't necessarily have to be a question either. It can just be saying, what do I need to know today? Or what is something that the universe wants me to know? You need to be very clear on that. Because if you're starting to think about other things or you know that you've got a deeper question that you're kind of afraid to ask, but it's still in the back of your mind, sometimes cards will come up for that instead yeah. of the question you outwardly asked. Mm -hmm. And then each card has a different meaning to, um, depending on if it's upright or reversed. So when you um, shuffle a deck of cards, when you do the bridge, which is where you take some in each hand and go... Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, That's my oh, favorite thing to do. Same. It makes some of the cards um, reversed and then some are upright. So that's mm -hmm. a really important thing when you're shuffling your cards is to make sure you kind of mess them up because to get a true meaning, they can't all be facing the same way. Yeah. Um, again, there are lots of internet resources. I can list some of my favorites. Um, and a lot of the decks come with their actual books to interpret. One of my mm -hmm. favorite decks didn't come with one. It is called Monday Mystics. And it actually is an app, which is really fun too. So Tarot is for anyone that wants to try it, that is open to it, and it you can read it 
as serious or non-serious as you want it to, but just be prepared for what you're going to hear and what you're going to know because it, it can be a lot. Um, and also anytime you're connecting with your divine self or divination or the occult, it can be for lack of a better word, dangerous. Um, and you may not find out or you may, you won't expect what you're going to find out all of the time. Mm -hmm. Just like don't play with Ouija boards. Oh my god. Play no. with tarot. I did but with some caution. dumb shit with Ouija boards. I have never played with one and I think I probably should keep it that way. You should. Okay. So, I thought if you were open to it, I could uh do a little reading for you. Yes. Or just a reading in general. Would you Is it okay if I do one for you? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So, I was thinking because we did the example of past, present, future, I do a three card spread for you of past, present, future. Okay. And um, what would you like to get from the reading? What would you like to know? Is it about your career? Is it about money? Is it about love? Is it about how the podcast is going to go? What would you like to know? Let's do it about the podcast. How's the podcast going to go? Okay. So here's like a little one. shuffling ASMR yes. for you. I if only you guys my, could see um, this. It's just the best shuffling <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. I'm an expert. Um, and I'm using the Modern Witch Tarot deck because I love it. The cards feel very good too. And I'm really going to focus on Haley and her question and her energy and kind of us at the same time in the podcast. I actually think it's really good that we're um, doing it over. Nice. The podcast, if we're going to talk about the podcast. Also, these yeah. I haven't shuffled a ton, so I'm not going to do the second bridge part because I they're very hard to bend right now. Maybe I'll try. Here, should let me uh, point the microphone down. ASMR. <laughs> ASMR. Did you guys know you were going to get ASMR when you came to listen to this podcast? <laughs> wow. Music to my ears. Yes, it wasn't perfect, but... I'm going to shuffle a little bit more until I feel, thank you, perfect to me, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to do a few more shuffles until I feel ready. And that's something, too, is, like, not only do I like shuffling, but you really have to be ready and, like, feel ready. And you can get a little wild with it. Um, a lot of tarot readers that I see on TikTok, again, shuffle a little bit more wild so cards just pop out. Um and cards are popping out right now, but they're coming in, like, sets of three, and I don't like to do it that way. Or mm -hmm. if it is a set of three and I want all three and it feels right, I'll do that. It really is, for me, a lot about feeling. Okay. I'm going to cut the deck, too. A lot of people do that. And then the bottom half is going to go on the top. Have you so ever seen that person on, um, on TikTok that does, like, the aggressive tarot reading? Who, like, throws them behind yeah. them and then pulls... I love them so much. Yes. So much. Yep. So, as I said, I'm not a professional and I don't remember all the cards. So, I have some notes here on, to help me, but I also have my little booklet. So, um, this booklet is the instruction guide and it came with information like the introduction, the major arcana, the minor arcana, how to read spreads, and then extra cards. So, first, we're going to do past... Which you got the five of wands. I'm going to show you the card because it's really beautiful. Ooh. So the past is related to people, energies, and experience um, from the past that are affecting the current situation or just your general well-being. You can learn from the past um, to help with a problem today. And then also learn about events from the past that are holding you back on the issue at hand. So let's see what the five of wands says. I apologize. This might take me a moment. Wands. So, five of wands. Their wands raised high. This girl gang is engaged in battle, ready to defend <laughs> to defend their position and fight one another. It could. <laughs> oh my god! Right off oh the bat, god. this could just be about us and our friendship. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. It could. It could just be friendly competition, or it could get ugly. But either oh. way, it'll be exhausting. Um, no. <laughs> no. So, so to me, this really, like, is signifying our fight to keep our friendship through the trials and tribulations we've went through. And also... And living the across other... the country from, from each yes. other. Or down the country or in a different state. Yeah. Always, you always... Leaving me. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but I, I really think that's well representative and just our general, like, need to fist fight all the time, even though we've yeah. never actually fist fought. <laughs> we, t- we, d- we threaten each other and talk about fighting all the time, but we've never actually, like, been violent with each other. <laughs> no, I don't think I could. I think we would just, like, one punch and we would both be on the floor laughing so yeah. hard. Or but I would I, cry I because that's... I'd feel so bad about punching you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Same. Um, but I, I think that is really good and it can be representative representative of us, of us individually as well and how we've come together as our own little two-person girl gang to yeah. establish like where we are today and like the friendship we have. Because mm-hmm. I don't think I have ever had a, another friend that tells me that I'm allowed to spin their body at their funeral while it's on fire like a full <laughs> arts performer. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. And I read it to Chloe and I read it to Megan. <laughs> I st- I, that's still what I want. So I'm glad this okay. is on record. So now everybody knows and you are locked in. <laughs> yes. You just have to die first. Okay. <laughs> You're going to die before me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No, I'm going to, I'm going to rescue you like the dream I had. Okay. Okay. So I, and I then, think that's and then good. I'll die. So yes. Yes, and then I'll set you on fire and spin you around. You yes. spin me right round. And you're gonna, we're gonna put a little speaker in your throat, and that song's gonna play. <laughs> yes, love it. <laughs> but one last thing about Five of Wands and our past. Um, also, like the 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 talks and the things that we've been through to get to this point of actually having the podcast, like in relation yeah. to the podcast, and yeah. then finally just deciding to do it. We and, talked like, about it for the first time in 2020. Was that real? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because that's when you intro. Well, I had known about podcasts, but that's when you introduced me to my favorite murder. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were like, we could do this. So it's, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. We talked about it. We never actually like, you know, made any steps towards it. Like I did a little bit of research, but I'm glad when we talked about it this past time, we, we bought our mics on FaceTime and just like. Right. At the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I was, I'm kind of glad we waited in a way because I feel like we were more ready, but also technology was more ready because I don't know how many long distance platforms there were to record podcasts before the pandemic hit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But anyway, so the present card is, ooh, another one of wands, but it's reversed. So I'll show it to you reversed, which is another beautiful card. So I only have to look up. Ooh, the garden is growing luxuriously and these two have wandered away from their stress and planning to have a little fun. It might be a surprise, but you've got some good times on the horizon. Take a break from your hard work and put all your energy into treating yourself. But this is reversed. So the meaning can be a little bit different. Um, And if it's telling us to kind of take a break and good times on the horizon. I think it probably still means good times on the horizon, but bear down, focus, mm-hmm. keep working hard and we'll see the fruits of our labor. I think so. So if you agree, I can go real quick and look up what it means reversed or do you like my interpretation? I think it's a good interpretation, but if you want to look okay. it up, I do real, just yeah. real quick here. Oh, why did I do it over there? I think that if we keep, you know, going at this the way we've been going at it like we've both been really committed to it I um I'm not even really that worried about getting more listeners like it would obviously be really great but I'd just still love doing this either way so I completely agree and I'm I'm enjoying it but I think even then it doesn't necessarily mean like the fruits of our labor in terms of being popular or doing all these things more just like the fruits of our labor and our happiness with what we're doing yeah so it's basically saying the same thing. Um, whatever you're questioning about, that situation isn't done yet, no matter what it looks like. Which mm-hmm. makes sense. We started, but we're not 100% there there yet. Yeah. Still got some stuff to work out. Yes. Um, it is... Let's see. You may just have to wait for things to be ready on their own before you proceed. Which I think we did, so it's a little bit relating to the past as well. But in I think really in the present, it just means we can have our fun... But we still have to focus and just keep doing our thing. I don't I don't think it is has a negative meaning. And also in this book, it doesn't have the reversed mm-hmm. meaning. So maybe this 
deck was not meant to be interpreted that way. Um, I'm not 100% mm. sure. Okay. But let's see what future is. If we get more wands. What did I say wands was related to? See? Memory. Wands. Um, it relates to the class of artisans and is associated with creativity and will. And this is very creative and we had to take a mm -hmm. lot of will to do it. Yeah. Um, it's used to illustrate the energy of movement, growth, and new beginnings. And wands yeah. represent ideas and innovation. So it, it's very fitting that we're getting the wands. And again, yeah. like, look at how much deeper we're going into it. We found wands pop up twice, and that's what they're related to. Even if, you know, the cards might not be 100% clear. Mm -hmm. And then future. The Ace of Swords. Okay. Let's see here. Ace of Swords, a rush of clarity and inspiration comes with the beginning of this journey. You may feel as though your thoughts are racing constantly, the wheels are turning, and you've reached a revelation. This is just the beginning of a difficult path, though, and you'll need all your wits and reason about you to see it through. Which, perfect message for the future of this podcast is, we've got our wheels turning all the time. We're, we're rushing at it full force, which is fantastic, but it's a journey. Not a destination, yeah. to be cliche. It's a marathon, not a sprint. We've we've got it going. We're doing good. We just have to keep walking it. And it, a difficult path doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to suck. It might just not be It'll what we want it to be. Take a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which totally makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So, yes. I like so, that. There's a little Thanks. bit. There's. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you for the reading. You are so welcome, and I definitely would like to do more, so I'll practice on you another time. Um, again, I'm not a professional, and this is all interpretive. Um, I would love to hear anyone's thoughts that has more experience, or just thoughts in general. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was a little bit about tarot, the history behind it, how you currently, how it's currently used, how you currently do it, and uh, a non-professional's reading. Thank you for educating me, Papa. You're so welcome, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I, I really love tarot and all the things spiritual and, like, just what it can do. And I also um have oracle cards, and I don't know a lot about them, but a lot of them are just really, like, nice meanings. So some days if I'm feeling a little down, I'll just go and, like, pull a tarot card to see what the universe has in store for me or just say like, what do I need to hear? And then pull an Oracle card to kind of give me some motivation. And it, it, they're almost like aspirations or, um, what are those things you're supposed to practice every day? Um, affirmations, affirmations, all the mations, you know, we just yeah. mation it up over here. So yeah. Um, thanks for letting me share. I know we already did the whole ending thing, but yay. <laughs> I'm glad that I know more about tarot now. Maybe maybe my good friend Hamantha will deck me, Papa, and I'll be able to learn more. Oh my god. <laughs> Every time you give someone a tarot deck, you have to say you've been decked, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like All you've right. been served. You ready to say toodle? <laughs> I guess. I'm not good. You know I have to like Sometimes I have to end conversations so abruptly and be like, I have to stop talking or I'm never going to shut up. So <laughs> we might as well. Off we go. Yeah, we're going to go record another episode because mm, two weekends from now I will be out of town. So for Oh, I thought it was this weekend. No, Whoops. it's next weekend. But That makes sense. Well, the weekend after next. The 20th. You know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah. So see you guys next time. Uh, find us on Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for I'm listening. I'm only gonna say I'm only gonna say it once. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Toodaloo.